Welcome to the War and Beast podcast, the podcast that needs some Tylenol of, because we're having to deal with Cybertronian puberty. I'm Greg. I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. So it was cool. Last week's episode was uh, directed by Michael Bay. This week's episode was uh, featuring Jeff Goldblum. I'm Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. This, uh, this week we are reviewing season By the way, three. that's Kendall. Yeah. I, I said I'm Kendall. That's my that's my gag. Is I don't introduce myself. I just make a joke instead. Yeah. My dad owned well, my dad owned a video store. He used to put up like a bunch of posters of movies coming out, and the Fly and the Fly Two were like two prominent ones that he always had up, and they always freaked me out. Yeah, <laughs> I will never watch those movies. Those yeah. posters were creepy in all of their own. Anyway, we were yes. reviewing season three, episode six, Feral Scream, part two. Interesting change in the dynamic, I suppose. Uh, but we'll get into that, of course, a bit more as we review this episode. Uh, but Kendall, do, do you have IMDb pulled up? Uh, yes, I do. Um, uh, do you need me when, to stall for time? No, no, no. I actually have it pulled up this time. I just also got a message on Facebook. Um, uh, uh, I'm uh, you know, multitasking. Uh, when Cheetor and Optimus Primal are walking in the jungle, you can briefly see Optimus reaching for a bunch of bananas. Yes. Yeah. Is that what he was doing? I thought at first the first time I watched it, I thought he was scratching his armpit, and the second he time I saw too. it, I thought he was like getting a soap dif- disp- using a soap dispenser inside of his armpit. Uh, no, no, it's uh, he he scratches, and then as they're walking, he sees a banana bunch. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I didn't notice that at all when I watched it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll point it out. It out. This time. Yeah. I'll point it out once we get there. Surely there's more than just banana talk, though. No, that is that is all the that is all the trivia. That is really? all the trivia that for IMDb. That shit is bananas. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the that's the that's thing it. about IMDb. You never know. Sometimes there's like 80 pieces of trivia for an episode that doesn't matter, and sometimes there's there's one piece of trivia for an episode that is actually pretty good. Last week we had Jordan making a bunch of jokes. <laughs> this week we got M. Doing, laying it down with the banana joke. Hey, I mean, like it might be my only one for tonight, so don't don't hype it up too much. <laughs> um, you know what? There's a there's actually quite a bit on the TF Wiki 
but uh, the like the third of it is uh, animation and technical errors. E. Yeah, which aren't always as fun. But yeah. uh, let me see. I could see Maybe there's an interesting one or two. Well, no, no, I, I meant I could see Greg pro- pulling his collar as he went. For some reason, they were really focused on Dinobot's crotch, though. Because there's oh, a, like well, two. I mean, why wouldn't you focus on that? <laughs> well, uh, it says during his fight with Cheetor, Dinobot's large plate that covers his beast mode crotch seems to be moving and stretching together with his right leg. There's also some crazy clipping going on between them as they have uh, passed through each other several times. <laughs> I didn't even oh. notice. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then it mentions uh, later during the. Uh, later fight with between Dinobot and Cheetor that, uh, like, as he jumps onto his feet, Dinobot's dinosaur crotch is all distorted and messed up. So, I guess someone was just really focused on that. Um, <laughs> Every episode they freeze-frame Dinobot's crotch and they notice some stuff <laughs> this time. Uh, so, there's a couple of uh, continuity errors they mentioned where uh, they wondered why Waspinator was able to find Cheetor while Sil- Silverbolt didn't. So, Waspinator is a better tracker than Silverbolt? Uh, they mentioned that maybe Megatron's scan of Cheetor's moonlight stroll near the search zone, whereas the Maximals had uh, informa- had no information about his uh, trajectory. That's true. Yeah. Oh, and this one I caught like right away, which is why last episode I pointed out uh, where the scratches were on Megatron's chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, late- in this episode, when uh, Megatron's talking about Cheetor, he you know he makes mention and like kind of fills the scratches that he got on his chest that haven't been fixed yet. Yes. Uh, they switched to the right side instead of being on his left side. Mm. Like Another I saw that. animation error like we had with the last episode, maybe? Stuff maybe. weird? Like I, I, like, I saw that, and I'm like, did, did, like I, because I actually did end up watching these episodes twice, and like when, when I watched it again, I actually paid very close attention to see if... Because for some reason, my eye, when I first saw it on the second episode, I'm like, did they... Switch, like I literally was like doing one of those Mel Brooks things. Like, didn't it used to be on the other side? Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, they uh, bring up some continuity notes, uh, and they actually tell us a lot of stuff that's in Cheetor's room that we get to see. Yeah, I noticed, uh, that was a, that's quite a yeah a panning shot. There, we get to see a lot. We get a photo of himself and Primal from the first season, which I yep. love. There's a so big trophy, a big trophy with a Predacon insignia on the base. Uh, a model of a solar system with haphazardly orbiting planets. <laughs> what could possibly be a model of a Cybertronian city? He has a photo of Black Arachnia. Of course he does. That was a little weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has a potted plant. Uh, he has three spare tail clubs. The potted yes. plant is named Jerry. <laughs> There's a miniature model of the Axelon. Yep. There's a clock with a kind of holographic display to indicate the stages of a solar cycle. Oh, it, similar to Megatron's. Yeah, to the one he I, used. That. I did notice that that clock made an appearance yeah. again, yeah. <laughs> and a model Doug, Douglas DC-3. Uh, I forget what kind of plane type that is. I'd have to actually look for that. Uh, well, you knew it was a plane, which is better than me. Mm. Well, I'm a, I'm, I think because they said Douglas, which, if I remember correctly, is a plane... Uh, uh, manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's the name of you know, a not guy. all of us are in the. Well, no, no, plane I mean, like, RA, I'm joking. The N- NPA, National Plane Associations. 
Jordan. National fucking, Plane Association. Fucking accusing more people of being in <laughs> random clubs. <laughs> huh. I'm curious as to what club I'm going to be attached to at some point. Sword Kendall. Club. Yeah, National that makes sense. So National Katana Association. It does a different discipline, isn't it? Kendo? What was that? Yeah, it is. That's me. I've always said yeah. Kendall Club, and I'm like, it's great to stand there with Anna Kendall. <laughs> Yeah, Ken- Kendo is Japanese, and the thing that I do is uh, Korean. So, oh, yeah. interesting! I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. that and uh, Kendo focuses on one-on-one combat as opposed to mine, which is more uh, battlefield sort of oh. combat. So, multiple opponents. So you're fucking like doing Dynasty Warrior <laughs> shit. Pretty much. Nice. Uh, they bring up also under continuity it's some gadget and powers where. It mentions that Cheetor's new beast mode has a jet engine on his back, allowing him to run at super speeds. I uh, love that so much. <laughs> also, Cheetor experiences yet another prosthetic dream, rather obviously foreshadowing his transformation into a transmetal 2. Well, of course, he is a cheetah. Yeah, exactly. He's still a cheetah guy. I know he looks a little different now, but... Uh, Dinobot's eye, laser, uh, eye blaster can de- generate a single destructive pulse of energy instead of a prolonged beam. And it says, immediately after transforming, Cheaters uses spark crystal-generated telekinesis to grab his gun out of his back. That was weird. Yeah, this is the first hint that Transmetal 2s possess something equivalent to supernatural powers. Yeah. Uh, Optimus manages to convince Cheetor to calm down through generating some kind of blue energy field. Yeah, that was really one of the first times that we had seen anything about that, too. Yeah, and as far as I could tell, I think that was something that he was connected to him, like, displaying his spark as well. Like, he was, uh, like, I think, like, to me, like, it was something that, like, he was just kind of just going by feel and was just kind of luck- lucky out that it worked. Yeah. Does it say that, does it say that uh, Cheetor keeps his spark in his butt? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of in his leg. He's kind of like, he's like Lorne from uh, Angel. Okay. Lauren's Lauren's heart is in his butt. Uh, I did not know that. Yes, it's established in it's established when they go to Lauren's dimension at the end of season two because they all they all like oh he's a vampire stab him in the butt. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty great. Um, Cheetor's uh, spark is actually where his cutie mark is. I, I thought Jordan would appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking speaking of appreciating, uh, we'll we'll just give a little blurb here. Uh, today is Jordan's birthday. As we're oh. recording, yes. Yes. Send him your late birthday wishes, fans and listeners. We don't have fans. We have, have <laughs> listeners, but we don't have fans. <laughs> Maybe Casey's a fan. Thanks, Casey. <laughs> Jordan, you should you should follow Casey's lead and share your Amazon wish list. <laughs> I think uh, currently the only thing on there is just a bunch of uh, Monster Girl mangas for reasons. Is that a problem? <laughs> I don't see how that is a thing. Reason why you shouldn't share it. <laughs> it was kind of uh, I uh, saw someone on my uh, Facebook feed actually was talking about uh, a centaur's life. About how it actually... Oh, it's an anime his, now. I need, I need to watch Yeah, that. and how not only, like, it's slice of life, but it, it was talking about some, like, really interesting issues as well. Like, it, it actually doesn't shy away from, like, certain questions and stuff like that. Which, honestly, is, like, one of the kinds of things I like about certain stories. So, I probably will have to give it a look sometime. Cool. 
I read the manga. It was good. It's it's pretty yeah. chill. Like not much happens in it. It's just kind of like it's it's very much a slice of life where people happen to be centaurs and other demi humans. <laughs> uh, they mention the wiki mentions there's some transformers or only one transformers reference. This where it says Cheetor's animalistic behavior in this episode is probably a reference to the original packaging bios of the Transmetal Twos, which described them as constantly struggling with their violent tendencies. This trait largely disappears in later episodes, though. Yeah, well, I was gonna cool. say that's disappointing. See, I was kind of uh, hoping not to be a thing, ongoing theme where he's like trying to keep his animal son in check. <laughs> uh, real, real world references. Cheetor's experiences continue the werewolf motif from the previous episode. Most notably, he wakes wakes up in the jungle, unable to remember his midnight rampages, rampages as his feral alter ego. His various mutations into his Transmetal 2 body deliberately ev- evoke the unpredictable and disturbing metamorphosis from tr- different werewolf films. Yeah, it's... His last transformation, I would say, is pretty... Uh, yeah, it's very werewolfy. Like, yeah, now that you mentioned it... pretty graphic. It, that, didn't even, that didn't even occur to me. Like, like I guess I thought of other things that are similar. Like, I it, re- it reminded me of the Hulk, and it reminded me of... Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of thing, because I was like, oh, yeah, you know, too bad we didn't answer the Universal Monster question this week, because then it would definitely be uh, <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. We would, that's another... Maybe they're all Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> oh, by the, the way, did you, I, I thought about this after we answered that question. Would you think Megatron would be Dracula? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just yeah. think he could pull it off. Yeah, in styles of style and, and, and I guess, panache. He definitely yeah, tries to be a Dracula-type villain. That's what he's going uh, for. He's a Dracula. He's not any specific <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> I said a Dracula-type villain is what I, I said. I know, but I was making a reference to Community. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought maybe you were making a reference to Backstreet's Back. Where what, in the end, where, well, in the end, in the end of the music video for Backstreet's Back, how he's like... They're all like, I dreamed, I dreamed I was a mummy. I was a werewolf. He's like, I was a Dracula. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Fuck off, Howie. <laughs> you, you were a vampire. You weren't a Dracula. You might have been Dracula. You weren't, you weren't a Dracula. Fuck. <laughs> so, you ever heard Wizard Dear read, Reader People or or something like that? Where it's like Bragg McNeely uh, is drunkenly narrating uh, the audiobook version of Harry Potter as he... as just 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 from like... Just from just watching the movie on silent... <laughs> and just like what he knows from cultural osmosis, there's literally, there's literally a point where he's as haggard. He's talking to Harry. He's like, "Your dad's a Dracula, Harry. <laughs> Your dad's a Dracula." <laughs> uh, uh, a very different use, book. Using Dracula as a not, as a not proper noun is a funny joke. Mm-hmm. I, it kind of is. <laughs> the, thing, the thing with like the Backstreet Boys thing is, though, I'm pretty sure that wasn't like meant as a joke. That was just meant like that's just like, literally how Howie like said like said the line. Like he literally thought that that's what they're called is Dracula's. Well, that's yeah. All, the thing is, the thing yeah. is, it either was meant. It either was. I mean, I don't. You know, I I don't. I don't. That was that video came out six months before I started watching MTV, so I haven't really seen it. Um, but. Uh, the thing is, what I found with a lot of the stuff from that era is it's a lot more self-aware than we thought it was when we were 12. Um, well, so, I watched it recently, and it did not feel very... Okay. Because it, be, it could be <laughs> that it was 
that the line was I was a Dracula, like like Howie saying I was a Dracula, but Howie's character was kind of wasn't he kind of the goofy dumb guy? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, like maybe well, I, sort of. Yeah. I mean, it didn't feel like it was supposed to be a joke. In the, right. In the no, thing. no, no, no. I, I, yeah, I, I, I believe you. I just, I just, um, yeah. Like I said, a lot of stuff from that era is a lot more self-aware than than we realized at the time. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. so I give it a little bit. I, you know, give it a little bit more credit. And yeah, they were the Backstreet Boys all had their personas, and I'm pretty sure Howie was like supposed to be the jokester. Maybe, maybe Greg will pull out Eric and actually have the clip from the music video in here. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> we can just have Eric edit this episode. <laughs> sure, you wouldn't mind. Um, so there are a couple of trivia notes, and then uh, that's about it for yeah. TF Wiki. That's good. Got a lot to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, it says during Cheetor's nightmare, after Black Nare says it's hideous, Rattrap makes motions as though he is going to puke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Megatron observes that Cheetor is moving at Mach two. Yes, turning Transmetal 2 is portrayed as one heck of an upgrade, and Cheater has a rocket on his back, but a quadruped running at twice the speed of sound is still fairly uh, ridiculous. He's basically as... He's like the Flash, okay? (laughs) He's basically as fast as Concord, which Uh is a reference to a G1 error uh, Mm. character. Uh, Anyways, there's actually some Cybertronics. Uh, The text under Rattrap's monitors is mirrored at first, but doesn't say anything particularly notable. Unsurprisingly, the text which flashes briefly on Megatron's monitor when he asks for magnification says, Magnify. <laughs> so no fuck this time no. around? So, so regarding um, Cheetor traveling uh, 1,400 miles an hour, uh, if, if I remember right, that's twice that, that would be twice the speed of sound on the ground, yeah. for, if I remember right, from the uh, magazine, that, the Time for Kids magazine that I read in seventh grade. I believe 700 miles an hour is speed of sound, yes. Uh, um... So uh, that sort of goes along with my theory that they're all a lot faster than we give them credit for. Like, that they literally are traveling from the desert to the <laughs> Arctic to North America to to Oregon to, you know, whatever. Like, uh, Oh, so, like, we're seeing, like, we're actually seeing them move, like, they actually are moving, like, at gigahertz speed, but they slowed it down so that we can actually understand them. Otherwise, it would be going too fast for us to see. Right. Or or we're just – or we just don't see them – we don't literally see them flying all the way from point A to point B. Hmm. Like, like you know, it's like Law and Order. Well <laughs> – Beast Wars say, is just is, like Law and Order. If he is flying uh, – running at Mach 2, and if he is, like, the Flash, like Emily said – uh, I don't think it would be hard for Cheater to just run over the ocean no matter where he went. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I well, yeah, there's that. But that also, like, like, they can just fly. Like, they can, like, there are flyers. I mean, that would also uh, give credence to why why the flyers are, are good and also why Rat Trap's stupid vehicle form makes sense. Because maybe, you know, maybe he can only run so fast, like, when he's just running. But when he's in vehicle form, he can go, like, 500 miles an hour. <laughs> I just, he like, uh, speed, speed's my favorite superpower, so when he's, like, said he, when he said that Cheater was going Mach 2, I was like, that's fucking cool. Like, I was, I was yeah. so down for that. <laughs> but also, your your thought, Jordan, that, that they're actually moving, 
that like what we're seeing is slowed down versus the speed that they're actually moving makes a lot of sense too because visually it does not look like he's going 1400 miles an hour when when it no, shows it him move, when it says he's moving at Mach 2 it just looks like he's kind of running yeah, yeah very like, fast but not that fast. otherwise we'd be moving like only at maybe they're mo- or maybe it's just that everything's moving 7 seconds there and we're on the moon <laughs> i don't think anyone would get that reference but oh well anyways it's it's a reference to a video game uh, 15 seconds is a long way. That's halfway to Mars. <laughs> uh, Waspinator has a sling when he uh, when he tells Dinobot to stand aside. Waspinator will take Kitty Bot to Megatron. Yes. Apparently his arm was hurt just a little bit more than the rest, rest of the <laughs> turned him into confetti. confetti. <laughs> uh, it also mentions the, the, the uh, gorilla... It, instinct motions that uh, optim- Optimal Optimus makes, you know, going for the banana and scratching under his armpit. Uh, befitting the first appearance of his shiny new Transmetal 2 body, Chudor is able to almost completely dominate Dinobot-, Dinobot in their fight, despite Dinobot's ability to take down both Death Charge and Optimus Primal with little effort. Mm. And this one, this trivia was uh, really interesting, and I missed it, and I'm going to have to try and l- go back and listen for this. A brief snippet of Transmute's theme plays as Optimus talks Cheetor down. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to take a look at that later. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I, I missed it, so I have to try and listen for it, because that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And that's all we have for the TF Wiki. Okay. So... Getting into the the meat of the episode now, um, we get the the start of the episode. We just recap what happened last episode, and uh, just go over the goes over the sequence of events that Megatron was made a Dinobot two, Cheetor we thought was lost. Then come to find out at the end of this little blurb, uh, no, he's still alive and shows up at the base, and Rhinox and Optimus are relieved and at the same time surprised so when we open up on the beginning of this episode uh as jordan was alluding to earlier we we start getting a pan of cheetor's room uh in their new base and we see all these items that we we spoke about earlier he he, the picture of black arachnia next to the potted plant uh that's sort of like an end table by his feet and we've got cheetor laying on his bed uh and he is still pretty damaged. Um, although, you know what I'm curious about here, Jordan? Yeah? I thought it was his right arm that was damaged, not his left. Because in this, it's showing his left arm. So I, I could have yeah. sworn that it was his right that was the one that was busted up. Yeah, I think I think so. And I think in the later scene, when we see like the green energy messing around with him, it's back yeah. to his right yeah, I think you're right. So it seems like they keep they're they're making some sort of an animation mistake with mirroring well, the models or something. Yeah, because like since Cheetor's model, like his hands are in in those cheetah head things when he does yeah. the cheetah blast thing, he has this weird these weird claw things. So one of one of the heads is basically docked off of his hand, so it's just this weird claw. Yeah, it's just out there and it looks weird. It does. It, it's and like it's, it's one very finger noticeable. and one thumb. Yeah, so it's very noticeable when it's when it's there. Yeah. Um, we then sort of cut to Cheetor's door, and we see Optimus sort of hovering as he opens the door and looks in on Cheetor, and then because he can't close. fit in there. Yeah, there's no way he can fit in there. Um, 
He just slides the door closed again. And I like how he slides it with just a finger too. Yeah. Um, yeah. He um, he slides it with a finger, and we sort of zoom out, and it, the way the scene transitions is it shows Rat Trap looking at that same door through a monitor in the the base uh, as he's sort of like on a security detail. And Optimus winds up, you know, showing up behind him and uh, Rat Trap. He Rat Trap and Optimus have a have a bit of a discussion where Rat Trap asks how Cheater's doing. Um, I was just like, well, he's finally asleep despite the damage. Though I, he do, he doesn't understand why he doesn't want to use the CR chamber. To which Rat Trap posits that maybe he's just trying to prove something. Um, but Optimus thinks that you know that it goes deeper than that but for right now it's just a hutch he asks if there's any anything on their scans rat trap says that everything's quiet and so Optimus says that he hopes that it stays that way and then says that he'll see him in the morning so rat trap i guess is sort of on monitor duty for the for the night so of Although, course yeah he decides that he's going to take a rat nap <laughs> yeah he's like quiet enough for a little rat nap um, so as he, uh, sort of starts to dream, we then cut back to Cheetor's room and we see the little clock that's right by his head. And we've got Cheetor who seems to be having a bit of a restless sleep to, to say the least. One of them prophetic dreams. Yeah. And we see what appears to be a tail uh, sort of coming out of, we, we see this green glow and what looks like a tail coming out of his chest. Um, and then it seems the scene shifts while it's still focused on that tail into like a dream sequence. And the, the tip of the tail turns into the CR chamber and we have uh, black arachnia, silver bolt, rat trap and rhinox all sort of, surrounding Cheetor, forcing him into the CR chamber. And some of the, like, the the faces, it, it almost looks it's like Funhouse fun, mirror yeah. distortions of oh, their yeah. faces. Yeah. And they're all talking much odder than normal. This um, felt like something pulled out a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. Uh, Cheetor, in, in this dream, is, you know, sort of freaking out uh, like asking where Optimus is and uh, we get black arachnias saying that uh, yeah look at that it's hideous and then Silverbolt's like I'll protect you from that ugly creature so even in a dream Silverbolt's asking or acting a bit chauvinistic yeah Though, to be fair, this is probably uh, Cheetor's just own uh, ideas of, of them. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, because Silverbolt doesn't and... do anything possessive or jealous in this episode. Listen, I know that he gets a little shitty here later in the episode. <laughs> and, I'll point, and I was going to point that out, so... Okay. But... <laughs> um, I, was, uh, I was also going to say, like, the whole thing where he's, like, you know, basically just having a a dream where he's scared that they'll find something out is also kind of oddly reminds me of some kind of weird uh, parallel to the whole puberty thing that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like, well, yeah, I'm the, the only thing one is, who's going through this. The thing yeah. is, like the the this scene, the like the the climax of embarrassment is when they is when he comes out of the CR chamber looking like a Jack in the Box or something. Yeah, like and, no, he's yeah, like, he's, and he's they're laughing at him because he looks he's got, funny. Like, yeah. One long leg, like he's this. Yeah, he's like spring hit loaded head, like. Yeah, it's pretty freaky, and, and as the dream ends, we hear, or rather, Black Arachnia screams as the dream ends. Cheetor wakes up, and uh, he's like, oh, oh it, was, it was just a dream. And he's like, it wasn't real. And then it gets uh, so real. Yeah, then it gets, <laughs> starts getting real because the green energy starts swirling out of his chest uh, and starts changing his right hand. Which and is so, the head again, so they yeah. did flip it. Yeah, they did flip it. And then it sort of encompasses his whole body as he starts to let out this scream. Uh, at roar, rather. And, which awakens Rattrap, who, you know, freaks out. He's like, holy slag. He's like, oh, what? The cold boot is that? So we get um, Rattrap taking an elevator down to where Cheater's room is. And something is, like, thudding against the door. And of course, Red Trap already has his gun at this point. And and, uh, and as I uh, said, uh, yeah, off off uh, recording, Jordan made a comment here. Yeah, like, I have to be an illusion too. Yeah, like I half expected like uh, Rat Rat Trap to be just like knock Timmy on the door. He's like, buddy, are you okay in there? And and then like <laughs> and then even like even before the transformation and the whole thing i thought there was going to be a moment where cheetor was like just a minute i'm okay don't come in <laughs> <laughs> sadly we we don't get that though because the yeah. the the thumping sort of quiets down as rat traps approaching the door and then this cat creature busts through the door and so rat trap you know fly jumps back a little bit uh, he's freaking out he starts to ready his gun and the creature basically shoves him against the wall and then bolts. We then get Optimus on appear on the scene. He's like, Rat Trap, what happened? Rat Trap's like yeah, gets on his knees first. Yeah. Yeah, he gets on his knees and Rat Trap is like looking in the room and Rat Trap's like, Some kind of cyber mutant nearly dismantled my butt. That's what happened. He's like, It was big, it was ugly, and it got Cheetor. Here's the thing, too, that I want to mention here, because he does think that this thing got Cheetor. Spoilers, yeah. it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but let's let's rem- let's remember what happened in this scene. He goes to check up on his buddy who's injured, who they're worried about some kind of creature attacking, and it's like clearly something's going on in there. And he takes his sweet ass time going over to that room. <laughs> he has to rush to the room to be like, Cheetor, are you okay? He's just like, I don't know. Like, he was just telling Optimus how he had something to prove, which means that he's growing up. So Rattrap totally knew that, there, that maybe he shouldn't be rushing in there. No, I think <laughs> I think he was being a dick by not going to save his friend immediately. Okay. <laughs> and it makes sense if he's like that's something that's happening to Cheetor, but he doesn't think that's what happened. He thinks that, like, yeah, again, he, he actually, which is stupid, yeah. because how the fuck did this thing get in his room? Like, <laughs> yeah, I thought, like, maybe Optimus would say, like, but how did he get in here, kind of there? And then Ratchet would be like, you know, I don't know, ventilation shaft, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> like, it's kind of funny. Yeah. 
So we we managed to cut uh, to the dark side, and we're hearing some some roars from from this what we presume to be this cat like creature, and we see uh, Waspinator, Dinobot two, and Megatron. Megatron sort of you know rubbing his chin a bit as he he recognizes the sound of that roar. He's like, I've heard that before. So he activates the scanner, and sure enough, there's a blip on the scanner moving quite quickly. And he's like, well, someone's out for a, for a little moonlight stroll. And he pauses at Mach 2. Yeah, and that really someone cool. is familiar. So he he has the, the monitoring system zoom in as he uh, sort of touches the scratches that are still on his chest. Oh, on his other side. Yes. And so the monitor shows this creature with what appears to be like a jetpack. And it zooms in and it shows the cat. I was going to say, it's, and it's not exactly like the jetpack's just like something on top of the cat. It looks like it's part of its back. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's like the back is like, like sort of looks like it's kind of fused to the spine. And yeah. Yeah. Like, if you haven't seen the Transmetal 2 design, it's kind of hard to really describe. Uh, so, if you honestly are seeing this, for, or just hearing us talk about it, or haven't seen it yet, I would honestly suggest uh, Googling Transmetal 2 Cheetor, because yeah. it's one of those things where, like, you just have to see the design to understand it. Yeah. It, it is quite different from what we had seen prior, like, in the previous yeah. seasons, for sure. Um talking more about design probably at the end of the episode for my but yeah, yeah. like, like we, we did a good job trying to explain dinobot 2 right so we'll, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah when we get the end we'll try and i just want to like kind of do a little critique of the what i how i feel yeah. about the design and the pros and cons what makes it better than the old one <laughs> or rather middle one what makes it worse kind of thing i forgot to mention that i had well i think i did mention that i had transmetal 2 uh dinobot 2 toy but i forgot to mention that one of the things I liked about it was the tail had this weird thing where, like, basically, if you twist, like, twist this ring at the at the bottom, it would, it would flail oh, it back it would and forth. Spin, yeah. Well, no, no, it wouldn't spin. It was like weird, so it would basically thrash back and forth. So, oh, okay. So basically, you can make it look like a uh, Dinobot was wagging his tail. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> uh, so Megatron uh, sees that this is a Transmetal Two. He's like, as I suspected, that meddling feline destroyed my system and improved himself in the process. <laughs> we get Waspinator saying, "Improve." <laughs> looks over at Dinobot, looks too, at Dinobot and, like, too. And he rushes over and hides behind Megatron and like, clutches yeah. his arm. And Megatron just like, Ugh, "Get the fuck off!" <laughs> you know, um, it's it's funny. It's funny that uh, that that this is the moment that. Uh, that Waspinator decided to like look and you know sort of do a do a meta commentary on on designs not being as good on the new designs being not being as good as the old designs because actually Dinobot two looks pretty good. Yeah, it, he's, <laughs> well, he's I, one I don't, of the I don't think ones. that's what he's doing. I think they like the, the new designs. I think he's just like he doesn't like the Transmetal twos for whatever reason. I think he's just as scared of or he just doesn't particularly like uh, Dinobot two. Yeah, because uh. uh uh, actually, yeah, because as if I remember correctly, he Dinobot Two has harmed Waspinator more than any of the other members of his team, and he's only been in like one episode so far. Yeah, <laughs> <This one. laughs> like he gets beat up, 
but it's usually just you know situational. Like none, it's not very often that the his teammates purposely harm him. No. Um, so we get Megatron, who uh, he he's pretty pissed at this point, and he orders that he's like, uh, "Bring him in." Um, that that creature is mine. So he's sort of referring to Cheetor as a creature rather than like, oh, pussycat or anything like that. So obviously <laughs> this is, you know, pissed him off pretty royally right now. He's lost a bit of his affection for Cheetor. Yeah, so there goes the shipping. Let's uh, do that. I felt like this actually like was in favor of shipping, but I don't like shipping, <laughs> so I'm not going to defend it. Mm. No, nah, it's, it's 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 a different kind of shipping, but it it's it's still a little bit, yeah, for sure. I mean, considering mm-hmm. there has been like no, there's been no evidence of the shipping since like the third episode of the series. Like this is a, time a lot that, in season one. They used to call the pussy cat like every single time yeah, they referred maybe, to him. Maybe that was that season one only was it was only like five episodes, right? It was 26. <laughs> and listen, Kendall, I paid attention to that. I believe you, because I didn't. <laughs> but there hasn't been... I mean, the thing is, there ha- in recent episodes, there has not been any favor, any Megatron-favoring Cheetor-type stuff. And yeah. this is so this is the first time that we've seen anything like that in a long time. That is the yeah. reason that I would say that it, that it favors the shipping thing, but... Also, well, the thing is that he's he's a, he's clearly like objectifying him here. So I mean, it, it, it's a def, it's a darker route if you're going to go for shipping. You know what? You know what? Now that I think about it, it's a sort of a scenario where if you see your ex and your ex looks a lot better than what they did when you broke up with them. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> like that. Like oh that my Greg. gosh! Good why thinking, did I? Greg. Why did I? Why did I even bring you get, it up? You get a gold star. <laughs> there we go. Um, we're just about halfway through this actual episode now, so why don't we take a quick break and then we shall get right back to it. Okay. So, where we left off, uh, we had the scene shift to a outdoors, sort of rocky, forested area. And uh, we see this cat-like creature in a cave, sort of pacing around. It seems like it's reacting, and there's a thunderstorm, of course, going on overhead. So, it seems to be freaking out a bit, uh, reacting anytime there's like a lightning strike. Um, but the poor kitty starts to get really sleepy. 
Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I can relate, kitty. Yeah, and it, it starts. Its eyes start to close a little bit, but as it does that, um, this thing on its leg its cutie uh, mark opens up yeah opens up and we have this green energy surging through through it as it lets out this roar so the screen fades to black and, and we then and get he actually the, doesn't the, talk a bit did we mention that he's like yeah it's it, I don't know if there was really that much discernible he said I I must according to the subtitles okay Oh, okay. I thought that was a little later. That was during that scene, according to okay. according to the subtitles. Okay. But uh, so we we we've now sort of fast forwarded to the morning. Uh, we've got light shining through the trees, and we zoom in into the cave, and lo and behold, there's Cheetor, and he's fully prepared and back in his transmetal body, not his transmetal two, but his transmetal one body. And he looks at his hands, and they're fully repaired. He's like, what happened? He's like, repaired? And then he starts having flashes of his dream as well as when he was Transmetal 2 and was, you know, rampaging through the base and then Tearing up his room. Yeah. Like in a tantrum. Yeah. And so, you know, he sort of comes to his senses but he's like, no, he's like, couldn't, didn't happen, couldn't have. He's like, then he's like, he's sort of shaking his head a bit, and he's like trying to figure out what the heck's going on. He looks upward, and he's like, what's happening to me? And uh, so we then cut back to the maximal base, and we've got uh, Black Arachnia. every teenager asked themselves at some point. Oh, very true. <laughs> um, some more than others. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got Black Arachnia approaching the, the entrance to the base, and Silverbolt... Uh, flies in and transforms and uh, manages to land beside her. And she and turns to him. to be a complete jackass. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. She, she's like, any sign of Tabby? He's like, no, not so much as a whisker. But then he's like, your concern does you credit. And his face, he looks pissed. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? Like, you're like, supposed to be lawful good here. You should be concerned about Cheetor. She's just, you should be happy that your girlfriend is, like, showing concern for someone else. It's like, she's so not bad. Like, fuck off, Silverbolt. <laughs> yeah, Silverbolt really just needs to have a talk. Like, it's, he's, yeah. he's got a, like, it's one of those things where, like, he's trying to be nice enough not to bring it up. But he has to. He really should. He shouldn't be keeping back like this. He needs to talk looks, this out he's so and get mad. it out in the air. Yeah, if he just got it out in the air, he would. It would be all fixed out. That's yeah. what pisses me off about. Is it's not even like he's sad about it. Like he's angry about it. Like, yeah, dude, don't, don't, not cool. I, no. So it's interesting because I mean, it doesn't make me mad because it's a. I mean, it's a character flaw. Like you, you know what I mean. Like I don't. I guess. I don't care. I about think it's a weird people. character flaw for him to have, considering how he was like such a good dude before. Yeah, and now but he's, that's like, exactly the kind dude. of character flaws that ju- that good dudes have. It's the um, <laughs> I don't think that's it's the true. it's the uh, oh, he it's the, the, the fr- I mean that's uh-huh. that's what that's what leads to the friend zone people, the people who are like. Oh yeah, she always goes out with assholes, even though I'm a nice guy. Like, I mean, it's because like people, you, you know, they they 
they are extra. He's extra super nice to her for so long, and then he thinks that he hasn't, and then he thinks that he's be, and he becomes entitled because of that. Well, I just uh, well, I expect better from him. Yeah, I was going to say that's one of the reasons I'm mad about it is indeed like Emily says, I expect better of him because you know there is some really good stuff. Of, he's a really good boy sometimes, and it's just. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is that it's really something that could just simply have been handled if he had just simply said something instead of, you know, being passive-aggressive quiet about it. See, it's interesting. I took this... So I took this scene differently also. Like, I think that he... The the way that he says it... First of all, if if he'd have delivered that line differently five episodes ago, he would have been passive-aggressive in a different way. Because he was passive-aggressive from the beginning of his relationship with Black Arachnia. He's like... Eh, see, see, uh, you know, you you well, did something good. You yeah. are a good guy. See, you know, I told you you were a good per. I told you you were a good person. You know, I don't think that would have been so much passive aggressive as or like trying to you know coax out the fact that under like under it all she is actually concerned and especially in like this trying particular to, scenario, I, guess I completely it's a agree that it's like a different five episodes tactic. ago. Sorry, yeah. sorry, it's it's a different tactic, but it's still the type of if you if you look at it at, at him as being a manipulative asshole instead of as being a an earnest like an earnest nice guy like if you look at it from mm-hmm. from a different from a different angle I mean that's yeah, you know, that's fair he's I just because he's con rather than just having a even back then rather than just having a having a relationship with this person and enjoying his time with this person he has to win the argument. Which is the same kind of which is the same kind of thing. I mean, in in well in that context, it didn't come across that way. But as the character has developed, I think you could I think you could easily go back and interpret those previous interactions. Um, but but on top of all that, what I took from this specific scene is that um, is that he is he realizes that his jealousy and his and his anger is. Un, is completely unwarranted, but he also does, and he's and he's dealing with that on his own because he's not gonna br- you know he's not gonna bring her into it. Like I mean, he's he's got he's got the he's got the body language and the tone that you know sort of shows that maybe there's you know he doesn't like there are things that he doesn't like. Um, but it, I did get the sense that especially in this episode more so than the previous episode. I mean, maybe maybe Black Arachnia did have a talk with him. And he's and he's just dealing with it. Like it's a, I I don't know. Like the like the the amount of rage on his face. It doesn't seem to me like someone who's like trying to deal with it. It seems to me like someone who's just about to snap. The two are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> I, I don't I don't. Well, he's I mean, not I feel like he's very well at all. He's been. He's not de- I mean, he's not, that's that's not dealing with it. That's like being an asshole. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm just like. I mean, it's he's he's. I mean, I think Silverbolt does have rage problems, and he and he he may have, and he. That's why when he was first introduced, he was so like he was so uh, yeah, lawful good, whatever, like absolutely perfect, perfect poster boy. And then like he's just you know, and stuff builds up and builds up, and he suppresses it and he suppresses it, and then eventually. Eventually, he kind of he kind of snaps like he did like he did in the a couple episodes ago, and now he's he's getting ready to snap again. But that doesn't mean that he's not aware of it being a personal character flaw. Probably more because so, because a couple episodes ago he would have been a lot more overt with his jealousy 
when it was the the Cheetor has a crush on Black Arachne episode. He was a lot more overt with his jealousy. This is this that is was more... that was the last storyline before this current storyline. It right. was two episodes ago, but it was the last story. Like, yeah, right. So he's so he's that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's kind of moved a little bit forward. I mean, he doesn't. You know, I if I, if I knew somebody had if I knew somebody had a picture situation. of my wife on their bedstand, I probably wouldn't like them very much. No, but the thing is that he's not. It's not that he's like Cheetor is a dick. He doesn't. It's like he doesn't trust Black Arachnia. And like, uh, granted, in a later scene, maybe he has reason not to. But that's a shitty way to be. Like, also, yeah. also, I his think- relationship with Black Arachnia isn't entirely based on trust. It started out with deception. So I could see why their their relationship would have uh, trust issues. I, I was going to point out that I think the thing is is that we we're basically like we're. You're you're right that the 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 that the relationships are like uh you know in an odd way so they don't really ha- they don't have the exact trust they have that uh norm like a I guess a normal couple would you say would have at the, in in this situation but it goes back to just the idea of like it would be so it would be solved much more if they would actually I guess talk which yeah. is. And like, which we I, which we don't see, like maybe they do off camera or anything like that. But if we could, if we could see that, we wouldn't we wouldn't be quick to. If we actually saw like that in the show, we wouldn't be calling him out during the show. Yeah. And, and, and again, like I do want I do want to point something. It's, I don't know why I said again because this is kind of the first time I'm mentioning this. But I do want to point out, like I'm I'm saying that this is a, this this sucks and everything. But I'm not saying the show sucks. Like, I'm, I'm, it's it's well written and everything. I'm just not happy about it. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not critiquing the show. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. like reacting to to what I'm seeing. Like, as I a, guess I guess a, I in an emotional agree. way I, yeah. rather than being like, oh well, I'm gonna examine this as a, like I'm I, I'm examining this piece of media, but I'm also being like, fuck you, dude. Like that kind of thing, right? Like <laughs> mm. I. Which is I'm a, I'm, a, I'm that kind of person where I'll like react to things emotionally. Uh, no, no, that doesn't I get, mean I'm I get saying it's saying. a bad story. Yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying. Um, I guess I just uh, I never liked the Silver Bolt that much in the first place. I mean, and also you guys, <laughs> the other thing you guys are forgetting, he did used to be a Predacon. <laughs> I was wondering when you were going to say that. I, I knew he was, he was holding on to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, so. They, um, Black Arachnia is sort of, when he's like, your, your concern does you credit, she's like, well, I'm full of surprises. And she gives him a little wink, and then they go inside. Gives her um, a sneer. Yeah. Um, they go in, we've got Rattrap, Rhinox, and Optimus all talking. Uh, Rhinox is like, you found nothing? And Silverbolt just, you know, sort of shakes his head, and Rattrap is like, um, He's like, I was up close and personal with that freak bot, and I'm telling you, spots is spare parts. Yeah, that giant cheetah robot that came out of (laughs) Cheetor's room clearly killed Cheetor. That's definitely what happened. No evidence. (laughs) Left no evidence whatsoever. It's just how he got in the room or anything like that, or like the fact that they're fucking Transformers this is the first time they've had a form change and they've seen Optimus go through two of them. That, like, uh, that giant Cheetor that, that got hit with the energy blast that created Transmetal 2 Dinobot clearly <laughs> clearly yeah. killed Cheetah. Ch- killed Cheetor. Yeah. 
Um, Optimus is like saying to not give up so easily. So far, we found nothing, and uh, he's like, "So, so what that means is that it's open to interpretation." And Rat Trap's like, "Well, if you got a theory, I'm sure." Or no, Blackarachnia, no, uh, because she's it's like, "Well, if you've got a theory, I'm sure we'd all like to hear it." And she's Optimus, fishing for information. Yeah, is what's happening there. Yeah. And Optimus is like, "No, not till I'm certain." And they tell some doll get some rest. That they'll resume the search in two cycles. And then he uh, he goes to a display and has a uh, a hologram replay of when the the cat like creature busted out of Cheetor's room. Even Greg's trying to make it like a little like secretive. Like, no, it's Cheetor. <laughs> well, I mean, we saw him transform basically. So yeah. he said it a few times. I don't know. It seems a yeah. little silly to keep up the charade. I suppose. It's good, um, it's good though. I thought it was. I thought it was cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he he freezes the the hologram, and uh, we then uh, he turns his attention to the now arriving uh, Death Charge, who's like, "You wanted to see me?" And Optimus, you know, asks him point blank, "What happened to Cheetor on that mountaintop?" And he's like, "And I mean, what really happened?" And Death Charge is sort of like, "He's like, you hauled me in to ask that." He's like, "Ask the cat." And Optimus is like, I'm asking you. And Death Charge is like, then you're wasting your time. He turns around and starts walking away. And then we get Optimus. You know, Optimus sometimes can get pretty pissed. This was one of those times where he gets really pissed. Yeah. Like, he spins Death Charge around, and he is in his face. And he smashes uh, into a wall. Yeah. And He's do like, remember that uh, Primal is bigger than Death Charge, who was pretty big to begin with. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Primal's yeah. like my hands are bigger than yours. Yeah. My, well, his hand is as big as Death Charge's midsection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, is like, y- you listen, hardhead. He's like, Cheater's gone, and I think you know something. So you're gonna talk, or I'm gonna rip out your core processor and extract the information personally. <laughs> and Tep Charge is like, well, since you asked so nicely. And then See, he... Tep Charge is, is like, is this, is this like a guilt thing why he didn't want to tell him? Because, like, he, he sounds like he regrets everything that's happened to Cheetor and, like, he feels somewhat responsible for it. But so why didn't he just, like, tell Optimus right away what happened? Yeah. I think I, it's, it's because like... he's. I think it's. I think you're right that it is a guilt that he, he does tell eventually. But I think he is. No, still it con- was guilt preventing him from telling the first oh. place, is what I'm saying. No, I think. Because... I think I think originally he, he doesn't tell Optimus is because he still kind of, you know, is mad at him. You know, like he has a grudge against him for the whole X thing. And I, I and even at this point, I think he's still not exactly, you know, warmed up to, to Primal. Yeah, he's a not exactly a team player here. And and I think, and I honestly think that threat that he did was actually one of the times when he was like, oh, well, I guess he can actually, you know, make the hard choices when it's needed. Yeah. You know, like... Well, Maybe and like my my read on it, like I said, is that is the guilt is also is also preventing him from like admitting to his part in it because like he was there that when it happened to Cheetor and his his as we've seen so far his reaction to guilt is to ignore it and just like fly headfirst at issues like him him going after Ravage is probably a lot of it survivor's guilt and him trying to deal with that by getting this like revenge. This is kind of like a similar thing where instead of de- actually dealing with it and just confessing what happened, he's just going to like act like it's not his problem. 
See, I'm gonna Emily. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be you with Silverbolt here. I think he was just being a dick here. <laughs> it can be like, both. I, yeah. Well, the, yeah. 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 We need uh, the commercial. Why not both? Yeah. Uh, but I, I like mean, depth charge, so I try to analyze them. I guess. <laughs> um. Actually, I just wanted to point out. You might actually be right about the the guilt thing because he is the one that he th- and he thinks, or at least he thinks he's the one that destroyed the transmetal two drive. Like he threw exactly. it in the thing. So <laughs> he's guilty for multiple things. He's guilty for it having a shooter to begin with, and he feels guilty for the fact that he kind of got rid of the one thing that might have been able to help right. him here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to throw this out here at this point. It's sort of I don't know if there's a good it, when there's a good time to bring this up in the episode, um, but. When I watched last week's episode, and you've got you see the cat going around doing stuff all episode, mm-hmm. and then at the and you think that's Cheetor, and then at the end you see Cheetor's body collapsing on the ground. Like I thought that was a really clever thing, like saying no, clearly this is you know it's the al- they give Cheetor an alibi kind of thing. Like he clearly yeah. isn't the mysterious mm-hmm. cat. And then in this episode, like for kind of too long. I was like, okay, so now when are they going to show that other cat? Because when he saw we saw him because when he saw him in shadow last episode, he looked very, he looked slightly different. It was always like a close up on the face, so you didn't see the jetpack and stuff. And for a little while, I was like, did Tigatron come back? But, <laughs> oh, poor Kendall. That's not what happened. <laughs> but it was kind it kind of took me too long to to realize that it was definitely just just Cheetah, just Cheetah. No, let, let's be honest here, Kendall. <laughs> Let, let's be honest here, Kendall. You weren't th- you weren't thinking Tiger Tron. You were like, "Oh my God, is this Snowstalker's ghost?" <laughs> Revenge of the oh, Snowstalker. Oh man, if Snowstalker came back as a Transformer, Ooh, that hmm. that would have been pretty cool. That would have been cool. Yeah. Um, and she'd be like, "Where's Tiger Tron?" <laughs> Except for knowing this show, she just ah, about that. She transformed yeah. from a she transformed from a, a a cassette tape into an airplane, and Jesus, <laughs> and you wouldn't have any. They did just pretend like the first season of the show didn't happen. <laughs> um. So we we get Depth Charge who explains what exactly happened on the mountain. And uh, how Cheetor had grabbed the transmodal driver out of the machine. Um, while Optus it was active. Like, yeah, while it was active. Uh, and then Optus is like, he was caught in the overload. And then Depth Charge is like, I already destroyed the gizmo. I'm, I'm sorry. And he's like, I didn't know that that was what he'd become. So, so yeah, they, they sort of have a, a moment of realization uh, and of course, they don't clue anybody else into it, which seems a bit like the bad. Yeah, for some idea. reason, Optimus is being obtuse about this because he's like, I really don't want to be wrong, and then be like, oh, that's egg on my face. Yeah, this Cheetor is dead. <laughs> but yeah, so um, we we now cut to uh, Waspinator and Dinobot Two, who are in that forested area, and. Like you had alluded to earlier, M, uh, Waspinator somehow detects. Uh, that was uh, Jordan who said that. Yeah, oh, it was on the wiki bullets. that mentions yeah. it. It, um, but he mentions that he he detects the stink of unnatural transmetal, and then we get Dinobot growling at him. And to which <laughs> Waspinator's like, Waspinator exclude present company. 
So good. Yeah. <laughs> so Dinobot transforms and he heads for the cave. And then Waspinator's like, wait, need plan. Waspinator in charge. And Dinobot just says, I am the plan. And proceeds to slice and dice Waspinator. Poor Waspinator. That's in a little excessive yeah, I, there. I think we forgot to mention that the type of raptor, and I think it, it was less pronounced in the uh, in the original Dinobot design, has those like Velociraptor t- lo- ex- extended large toe claw. Yeah. Like, so that, like you saw in, I guess they mentioned in Jurassic Park, that it was like used more for ripping and tearing. Yeah. And like Dinobot before him, Dinobot 2, when he transforms, his legs become his arms. So he's got these two large, like, scythe like claw fingers yeah. on each of his hands. And that's basically what he just unleashes on him, like, like a. Like I think he, there's even like a sound effect when he when he brandishes them like a like a sneak kind of Wolverine. Yeah, very yeah. Wolverine. And then like you hear, yeah, he, he, he hear. puts them in the literal ribbons. Yeah, yeah. He turns them into confetti, pretty much. Maybe across the belly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were still alive. Uh, so, Dinobot searches the cave and. Uh, sees that the uh, the target, as he refers to Cheetor, has fled. And he's like, for now. Um, we then come back to the Maxwell base. We've got Optimus uh, ordering Silver Bolt and Rattrop to uh, check out, take Grid Alpha 2 uh, as he's getting ready to go himself. Uh, we then get Cheetor uh, appearing on the scene again. He's like, having, having a picnic without me? And Ratchop's like, hey, Spots, you're, you're looking good, eh? You know, for for a dead bot. And everybody's like, well, where have you been? And Cheetor's like, oh, uh, sorry, Big Bot, I was uh, I was taking care of that monster that tried to recycle me. <laughs> he had Optus, who is not believing at first sight. He's like, really? really? Arms crossed. Like <laughs> yeah, arms crossed and his fingers going on his arm. And, and Cheetor's like... Oh, oh so, yeah, yeah, it won't be bothering us again. So if I checked under your bed, there won't be anything there, will there? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, since it's taken care of, yeah. no point in keeping you two. Yeah. He goes on. He's like, and uh, Cheater and I will be in after I've examined the cyber creature's remains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Cheater's like, uh-oh. So they, we then cut to... Uh, back to the forest and we've got Optimus in his jet mode sort of he appears on the scene and then lands and Cheetor lands beside him and they both transform uh, Optimus first is in robot mode he seems to sniff the air and then transforms into his monkey mode again and yes. Yes, this is where he scratches under his arm and is looking around a little bit and so they're walking through the forest and Cheetor's like it's like uh, oh, there he is getting some banana there. I see it now. Yeah. <laughs> and and Cheetor is um, he's like I don't see why we have to do this. He's like, don't you trust me? And Optimus is like, normally yes, but at the moment I think you're hiding something. And Cheetor uh, gets Cheetor's angry. Like, he's like, I'm not. You're not my real dad. Anything. You're not my real dad. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say he starts pulling a Bruce Banner. He's like trying to check his his anger a bit. Um, he has a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but um, I mean, well, I mean, you know, Optimus is all like, "Why are you being like a cheater?" He's like, "I learned it from you, Dad." 
Learned it from watching you. <laughs> when does he say the line like "I want you to trust me to tell" or enough to tell me or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, good, it's actually yeah, a really good scene. Yeah, really like yeah. Scene. And he, he's like, "Why is everyone giving me such a hard time?" And and I was just like, "It's because we care, and because I think I know the truth. I just want you to trust me enough to tell me." I like that a lot. Yeah, it's really good, and it's yeah. like he's like, "Yeah, I admit it, I am Spider Man." <laughs> we just want he just wants Cheetor to come out of the closet on his own. He doesn't want to force him out of it, you know? Yeah. Um so just as and Cheetor sort of relents a little, a little bit. He's like, okay, okay. He's like, Yeah, I'll I'll tell you what's going on. And just as he says that, we then get Optimus sort of pauses and he gets gorilla had, goggles. Yeah, he gets these gorilla goggles over his over his eyes and he's scanning around. And we then see Dinobot's uh, light from his eye, and Optimus is like, Cheater, look out! And then he gets, Optimus gets blasted in the chest by Dinobot. Um, it almost looks like it burns at first, and then there's an explosion which sends, which rocks him back. Yeah. Um, Cheetor freaks out. He's like, Optimus! And then it, this is where it would have cut the commercial. And then when we cut back, we've got Cheetor racing to Optimus. We see that there's a hole in Optimus's chest. Maybe he burned a hole into his chest and it just hit something that caused the explosion that oh, that's back. True, too. That's possible. Optimus died. He gets a death count. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like a death. I don't know. This death sure. count tracker is not accurate. Oh yeah, and Waspinator <laughs> died earlier. Yeah. <laughs> that's up to um, 11 deaths for Waspinator. Oh wow. Wow. Plus the ones um, that I didn't count. <laughs> so, Cheetor starts uh hulking out, so to speak, uh, due to seeing Optimus injured. We've like got... Claws start ripping out of his, uh, his, his Cheetor head hands. Yeah. And uh, Dinobot's sort of watching from the bushes, and <laughs> we get Waspinator fly back into the scene, and he's got one of his, his, uh, one of his arms, arms in, a in a sling. Jesus. He's like, uh, you stand Waspinator's back. Waspinator's a resilient guy, I tell ya. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> it's funny because uh, he, Waspinator's like, Lizard Bot, stand aside now. Waspinator will take Kitty Bot to Megatron. <laughs> and so um, we get Cheetor, who he's got that green energy sort of like coursing through him again. And rather than it being like a gradual change, it's an explosion now. And we literally see parts of Cheetor fly off like a foot and like part of a leg like a uh, shattering yeah like a shattering yeah From almost like side. yeah and and so we've got Cheetor in this new transmetal 2 body and we've got parts of his transmetal body sort of on the ground around him uh as Cheetor sort of like like looking over his new body and he's like well and Optimus manages to to sit up a little bit and he warns him about a bot and we then see this green energy come from what? What was it that you called it, M? It was it's the, yeah, it was Joe. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I called it Kitty Mark. I thought yeah. I referred to Jordan calling it the telekinesis. Like I did call no. it Kitty Mark. Yes, yeah. um, <laughs> it's accurate. Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> it is. Like that's this, very accurate. Yeah, it, it, it's this uh, green energy that sort of works like telekinesis. It it manages to flip. Uh, so the the rocket on his back, I guess, is also a weapon, because it, it flips this gun off of his back, 
he catches it in one hand and he's like, which bot? You mean this bot? And as Waspinator is coming up behind him, Cheetor just points the gun behind him and just yeah. fires. And, it- and Cheetor has gotten Stop a deeper looking. voice and he's yeah. more confident and it's like yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, and he sort of strikes a pose once Waspinator gets taken care of and and then uh, he looks back and is t- addressing Dinobot. <laughs> uh, he's like, you hurt my friend, Freakbot. And then Dinobot using, comes out and he's like... Uh, using Waspinator's terminology. Yeah. And Dinobot's like, yes, and now I shall neutralize you. Chewter's uh, like, well, I don't think so. Uh, he transforms and then Dinobot transforms. Or no, Dinobot tries to tries shoot him to, first. Yeah, and he dodges. And he just sidesteps it. And they Cheater sort of, you know, dusts himself off a bit. And yeah, he's basically like, You're I'm too fast for you. There's no way you can fight. Yeah. And he's You're like, too well, slow. Yeah. yeah, essentially. Yeah, he's like, I don't think so. And, and actually, no, you know what the Dinobots funny? I like 'cause I think Dinobot was like, Okay, fine, you're too slow. And he immediately shoots Optimus. Yeah. Um, well, first, like, I don't think so. In fact, I think it's time to shred some Fred. Yeah. And then he shoots Optimus, and then Cheetor is real pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, um, the I don't think so, wasn't that a line that Bob said a lot of the time in Reboot? Probably. I think he did. And it's the same voice actor who voices Cheetor, so it sounded really, really similar to Bob saying, I don't think so. Sure, that yeah. Sort of harkened me back a little bit to it. I'd, um, have, to, I'd have to compare it to the episodes now. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Dinobot takes another pot shot at Optimus, and Cheetor freaks out, uh, transforms into his cheetah mode, and Dinobot sort of gives him the just bring it motion with his hand. Um, so Dinobot transforms into his raptor mode. They, you know, charge at each other and each get like a swipe in on their undersection. Because uh, it's sort of like almost like a bullet time thing uh, when they first attack one another and then. Cheetor activates his rocket pack and just charges in on Dinobot, and they're sort of rolling around. Cheetor seems to be actually getting the better of of Dinobot too in this fight. It's funny because Optus manages to radio back to base, calling for backup. Where he thinks, where he says, "I think we need backup." <laughs> yeah, because because Cheetor's kicking ass. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they're they're sort of rolling around a little bit and. You know, Cheetor manages to stay on top of him, takes some swipes, and Dinobot finally flings him off. And of course, being a cat, Cheetor lands on his feet. Uh, but once he gets back to his feet, he's got Rat Trap and Silverbolt sort of approaching. And so he decides to make a tactical retreat. But uh, before he goes, he, he points at Cheetor and says, This is not over. Um, so he goes rushing off. Uh, Cheetor's still in his cheetah form and he seems to be a bit, you know... Feral. Feral, yeah. Um, Rattrap and Silverbolt transform and arrive. And Silverbolt, they're both weapons drawn, ready to attack. And of course, Silverbolt being a dog, he's growling at the cat. (laughs) Um, But Optimus tells them both to wait, because it is in fact Cheetor. And, uh... They're both like Cheetor, and then Rat Trap's like, "Yeah, Pussycat used up his first life, and now he's on his second. So um, this moment is why I think that uh, Silverbolt is dealing with his personal rage and jealousy 
uh, because when they do say it's Cheetor, if this w- if Silverbolt was just the the shallow asshole that that sort of it seemed like he's been up to this point, um, he probably would have said it's Cheetor. Oh, okay, that like he probably would have made some little comment or spoken with with some kind of uh, disdain. Uh, but he straight he straight up says, "Oh, it's cheat!" Like he seems he seems surprised and concerned, and like there's some yeah. general there's some general and, goodwill. Yeah, there. which is, this is just like just those moments of him of the jealousy and stuff coming out is just it it makes us worried. I guess you could say, yeah. mm-hmm. since other times he does seem like he is he's trying. Yeah. So Optimus says that that Cheetor's transition has been rough, and that his beast mode is still feral. And Ratchet's like, yeah, it looks like he can't get out of it. Um, and Officer says he'll learn. He just needs a little guidance at the moment. And we'll just, we'll like, put the, we'll put the litter box by the front door, and then every day we'll move it a little <laughs> bit further. Um, so Optimus transforms back into his robot mode. And he's like, if I can just get a Cheetor spark, and he sort of reaches for it, almost gets it, but then Cheetor's like swipes at him because you know he's still feral. Um, Optimus is like, easy Cheetor. He's like, it's us, it's your friends. Um, he's like, nobody's going to hurt you. And, and doesn't then, he also? It, he touches the the spark cockpit. He's on trying his chest. to touch it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Rattrap's trying to help too, and but Cheetor takes a swipe at him. He's like, "Yeah, nobody's gonna hurt you." And he's like, and then after this, he was like, "Us, not so much." <laughs> <laughs> um, but Optimus, uh, he's like, "It's all right. We know you can do it." It's gives all us of a little your bit friends of hot food and kind of brings it in a little closer <laughs> and a little closer. Um, but this is where we get this sort of bluish glow that first comes from Optimus's chest and then emanates from his hand that's close to to Cheetor's spark because the it's Optimus's blue energy sort of mingles with the green and then he tells Cheetor to to do it maximize and then we hear Cheetor in this sort of metallic-y voice says maximize and he transforms. Um, Optimus, of course, is, you know, really happy. He picks him up in his hands and he's like, Optimus, back off, okay? You're embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so he, he drops Cheetor and Cheetor, like, you know, manages to dust himself off a bit and looks at Rat Trap and Silver Bowl. He's like, Because they're staring. What are you they looking are, at? Looking. Yeah. He's like, You looking at something? And Rat Trap's like, Oh, joy, cyber puberty. Yep. <laughs> Um, from here, we, we then cut back to the base and we've got Cheetor. He sort of wipes this, it's either like a mirror or a piece of metal, I guess, that was dirty. It's gone dirty, yeah. yeah. And so he's looking at his reflection and he's got like this little goatee, um, that he's sort of like yeah. rubbing. Yeah. And, uh. And Ike beard, it's weird. Yeah. And so Black Arachnia comes up behind him and is sort of studying him a little bit. And uh, she's like, so this is the new improved Cheetor. He's like, uh, he's like, yeah, this is it. He sort of like, you know, composes himself a bit. He's like, uh, teach me to, to pull the plug on Meg's machinery, huh? And she's like, oh, it's got some nice features. She's like, I could get used to it. And he's like, and of course, he's taking this as like she's sort of coming on to him a little bit. 
He's like, yeah. He's like, I, uh, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, she yeah, came up to him whatever. in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he's trying to be all aloof. Yeah. And she's like, uh, don't let it go to your processor, Blondie. She's like, I'm just saying that a Transmetal 2 body doesn't look too bad. He's like, uh, like I care what it looks like. You treads, preds, okay? She's like, that's the spirit. <laughs> so she starts to, to turn and walk away. He turns back he to the mirror. He plays with his goatee a bit, too. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, as she's going, he's looking back in the mirror, and he notices her look back at him and sort of she gives him the, the elevator over again. Yeah, yeah. Elevator he's like, oh, yeah, I think I like it. And the the last scene we get is her walking down a hallway, and she's got the, the transmittal driver, and she's holding it in her hand. So, yeah, it's she's so more praising Cheetor like a new car than, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. than like a, a potential mate. But it does yeah. kind of come across that way and a little bit shitty and of her. Yeah, yeah like I said, because she knows he has a crush on her. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. she's definitely playing it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So Jordan Blackarachnia is evil. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, That's we, what's we so great about Blackarachnia is they made her a maximal, but she is still evil. Like she, like not in a, she's not in a, not in a, I'm trying to be a better person kind of way. Like, like, like eventually we got with Dinobot. Like she's just the only reason she's a maximal is uh, that because because. Uh, because she wants to get the D from Silverbolt, and uh, and because and because she doesn't want to cease to exist. <laughs> yeah, doesn't want to get the D. Wants to yeah, get that's D. right. Oh I said God. that. That's probably the first time I've ever used that phrase in my entire life. But I think it's accurate. Jeez, I mean, like because Silverbolt, as wrong. we've seen, is just a jock asshole. So <laughs> yeah, apparently. Huh, yeah. There's the epi- it was, I it was an interesting two-parter. It, uh, yeah, it I like changes it. up some of the dynamics. Uh, certainly changes things up with Cheetor. Um, uh-huh. And with only a few episodes remaining in the season, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. I, I mean, like again, like as a Cheetor fan, I, I like that he's kind of become a bit of a badass with this. Yeah. Like he's. He's he's like a really capable fighter in this new form, and I like that he's very much a melee fighter. Like he's got a gun, which he didn't even have in his old form actually. And but he's he's like got all these like sharp blades and everything. Like he's he's got more bestial. It looks really cool. It's it, like again the Transcendental Two designs are kind of trying to bring back the animal part mm-hmm. of Beast Wars, which is good. Yeah. And but still being like kind of like cyborgy looking. Uh, I will say that I'm not a big fan of how his face looks like in his robot form. I think it's because the eyes are too big and it reminds me of Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's the only thing. Because like that, that fan art I saw of him looked cool. Where they made the eyes a little bit smaller and tightened up his face. So I think that's really it. But like I, I, I do like that he seems to have lost his ability to fly, but he's also like a much faster runner now, which is cool. Yeah. And maybe he can fly, we just haven't seen it yet. But again, like I, I like super speed a lot, so the fact that he's like a super fast rocket cheetah is really cool <laughs> to me. Um, yeah, it's my, generally my thoughts. I thought like the episode was good, and yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. I definitely, I definitely liked this episode. Um, I, th- I think maybe I like last week's a little bit better, but I also, when I watched last week's on Monday, I didn't like it. So maybe if I watched this episode on Wednesday. 
when I'm in a good mood, I'd like really like it because I liked this episode <laughs> better than I liked it. Anyway, uh, I really like Cheetor's design, uh, Transmetal 2 Cheetor's design. I cannot believe that this is only a few episodes after we got the worst design in the entire series, Optimal Optimus. And frankly, the I'm not a big fan of Death Charge either. Uh, I mean, I like his character, but like his, I think that I think it's dumb having a uh, a, a, a underwater creature being a transformer. But like, like because he basically never uses his beast mode. Um, that's a dumb idea. But they've done his, they've used his beast mode as much as they could, which I think is commendable, though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's still they it's yeah. I mean. It's a, it's a, this guy is a toy and we, he's a feature toy because he was like, like one of the, like he was, he had his own commercial. Um, but I mean, I thought Depth Charge was dumb when I was 10. So obviously I, so he still is dumb. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I like the way that they've done, what they've done with this character, but it's just like, you had the two other, the two other de- character designs they've introduced this season are awful and then Dinobot two and Cheetor two are are uh, are great. Uh, the Cheetor design is it's kind of how I remember Beast Machines looking like, but I don't. Yeah, it, is, I don't, a, it is a bit like Beast yeah. Machines, as you'll see. Um, but it's like actually, it's actually better than his transmetal form. I think. Yeah, it's, I'd it's, say so. It's more like because the thing is, they took everything that was wrong with Optimal Optimus. Notably, like his his you know he's got too many things sticking wings sticking out of his arms and stuff like too many gadgets that don't look right and they like got rid of that they were like we need to make these characters we've made them too too something we need to go back too to busy. basics yeah we've made them too busy we need to go back to basics me streamline the concept uh, give a little bit more detail because we've got better technology now and. Uh, make them cool, and he's like a surfer dude, so that's cool. <laughs> I, I I will say one thing I found the too is that I like that his his beast form is is like just as capable in combat as his like mm-hmm. humanoid form, which is cool. That right. it's like making both forms useful, which is kind of a thing in the first season where it's like it's cool that they have the animal forms, but there's not a lot of uses for them. Transmetal two, they had the vehicle forms, which had more use which Kendall didn't like, but I did. And then in this form, it's like, okay, well, they're back to just being animals, but cyber animals, and now they're really good at fighting, because mm-hmm. they have, like, literal, like, metal giant yeah. claws that could, like, rip up robots. So the, they look and, like they could fight a robot. And well, the like, rocket Cheetah booster like thing... Fight a robot. The, the interesting thing about the rocket booster thing is it is an extra piece that makes him look less like an animal, but because it's just that... Like it's it's that's the only extra thing sticking out of him. It works, but it also actually makes optimal Optimus seem less out of place because, like, oh. if you look at them like together, it's like oh, they're, they're animals that have extra things sticking out of them. Um, oh. I mean, optimal Optimus is still an awful design, especially his beast mode. <laughs> Just want to say that as many times as possible, but. <laughs> But uh, but other than but like it it actually makes him look more seem more feel more in line with sort of the look of the whole group makes him look less out of place. Yeah, there were sir thoughts on the episode. Interesting takes on it, I think though. 
<sighs> I think we've I've already gone over how besides the werewolf parallels the the puberty parallels. Oh gosh, yes, they're pretty strong. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty strong. I mean, Ratchet sort of says cyber puberty, like yeah, yeah. Even at the even at the end where he's like where he's like Optimus, embarrassing me. So good. Optimus is just his dad, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so got a few que- we do have a news post and we've got a few questions however it is getting a little late so we're actually going to do something a little bit different with the news post this time around so folks will have to keep an eye on their on their well I think we're going to we're planning on having a news post up before this episode yes. so yes. look earlier in the feed the so, episode right so before yes, this you'll, is you'll this week's news post. post and then you'll hear this and you'll be like oh my god that was so cool <laughs> So yeah, we shall keep you in entertained and informed, but not in that order. Emily and I are going to travel <laughs> into the past tomorrow, and and in the future tomorrow, past. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's uh, let's head up a few questions, I think, and then uh, then we should probably head to bed. Okay, so um, Gwen at uh, from Twitter uh, with the username at Witsaru. Hey, Gwen. Actually, there was a question from last time that we didn't get to due to time, but they also asked another question today. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the one we didn't get to before was, Cheetor and Dinobot being bad boys, does Transmetal 2 just make everyone evil? (laughs) Uh, It makes them edgier, for sure. They're very Shadow the Hedgehog. (laughs) It's it's all that guns. It's all that that extra metal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and then literally... Like yeah. literally, they're edgy. Like they have like yeah. bl- like especially these two. They got like blades all over them. They're fucking ninja dinosaur cheetah robots. <laughs> um, and then uh, Gwen has also asked: transmetal uh, transmetal puberty has led cheetors uh, cheetor to some bad facial hair. What other teenage fashion choices live in the Maximals' past? <laughs> and <laughs> I I gave a little preview to Gwen because. The minute she said that, I, the first spot I had was, oh my god, Rhinox had a chain wallet. <laughs> I, See, I was going to go with Rhinox wallet. too, but I was going to say that he had one of those really, really big shirts with a picture of the Tasmanian Devil on it. <laughs> Obviously Hawaiian shirts. I was going to uh, go with Rhinox as well, however. I was going to say that given it being the 90s, probably would have been Hammer Pants. Yeah, I see that. Um... Rat you know Trap used to wear I, a lot of gold chain necklaces, <laughs> and like he yeah. had like these, he had these like seventies, you know, like open button shirts that showed up his chest hair. <laughs> See, I is feel that like, what he would wear to those little holes in the wall with the oh, absolutely the, the fembots without the chest plate? Yeah, I, and he had I, big I, mutton chops. <laughs> I mean, I know we're we're you know, this is a little bit out of time, but I feel like Rat Trap would have been like an emo kid. Like, because we've that. sort of we've, we've talked that about too. him being like the party mom. Like, I feel like he was he was the guy that was that was like partying with the emo kids when he was like seventeen, and so then by the time he was twenty one and he matured a little bit, and all his all his friends started drinking. That's why that's why he like ended up being the guy that's like seen some shit kind of thing. Well, that that's what that was my exact thing that I said back in the day. Or we had that party moment. <laughs> is that he was the guy party? But my see, see, you went for emo kid. I went for like seventies coke party. 
<laughs> so that's what I was thinking. That you imagine more of a leisure suit Larry kind of it's thing for him. More of that, yeah. More Starsky and Hutch, like that kind of deal. <laughs> I think I think Optimus was a nerd. Oh, he God. had like he had like uh, braces and like really thick glasses <laughs> and uh, he had a glasses. He had a, a literal grill. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the emo kid was Dinobot. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no. Definitely. See, here's he the difference. Like, here's the difference. Uh, Rat Trap. Rat Trap was an emo kid like before. Dinobot's the guy that's like 35 and still. Like wearing all black and, and eyeliner and stuff. Oh, that's great. So yeah, there, there's a there's a question answered. <laughs> I have a I have a friend of mine who's 29 and trying to find on and trying to find uh, somebody to go to a dashboard confessional concert with him uh, next. Oh week. my god, I'll go with them. <laughs> At least I love dashboard confessional. I'd be so pumped. Um, like I'm not calling Masalaya though. Uh, but um, and I'll say like and I think Silverbolt was like one of those kids who was like super preened like Christian like he was like a Mormon kid and he wore like mm-hmm. you know like the pants up high and like the button up shirts and everything and now he's like met this biker chick and he's starting to like <laughs> you know he starts he's starting to grease his hair a little bit wear leather jackets like <laughs> I feel like I feel like Silverbolt is 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 uh just a jock so like he yeah. He's just a jock. I don't know because I, I, I honestly, like maybe a crazy Christian jock. I can I can give you that. Yeah, I think he's gonna have a Bible, but maybe he also has a varsity jacket. With, I see what you're saying. So he's With the over dramatics, dramaticism and all that, I still think that there's a little bit of theater kid in him as well. Give me one of those guys who are like everything. Like yeah, the most popular guy in school who's like in everything. Mm. Like Flash Thompson from like the new Spider-Man movie is like in the in the what is it like the trivia club? <laughs> but he's also like the coolest kid in school. Like. Yeah, like I mean, like I think I th- he he the pers- because he's a fusor, he's in multiple uh, clicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in the he's in the dog click and the and the bird click. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, we also had a question and uh, comment from uh, Ryan Burston on from the Facebook group. Uh, the comment was that they just wanted to point out that this was another episode they really remember that they remember really well from their childhood and also that they remembered it freaking them out with, uh, with how Cheetor changed. Understandable. Oh, yeah. let me just yeah. throw this out there. Um, I think, uh, I think that Optimus was friends with Waspinator in high school. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like, like, and it was, and cause I was, I can say this cause I was in this group of people. It was one of those people. They weren't friends because they like liked each other. It was more like they were friends because like, Neither of them had any friends, and so they sort of, you know, had to had to be there. Sure, <laughs> you know, it was Optimus, Waspinator, Air Razor, um, and uh, and Tarantulas. Tarantulas was the kid that even that group of outcasts didn't accept. <laughs> even they felt w- weird with him around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but Ryan asks us, uh, why, oh, why will, or, uh, why, oh, why will Rhinox never get an upgrade to another form? And, yeah, it's kind of sad. It is. I would have really liked to have seen the way that they might have approached that. And, uh, like, I haven't seen all of Beast Machines. I, I know there's things that go on. 
that kind of also makes it sad in retrospect. Yes. And and I do feel bad about that. But I have to say, um, I've been playing Forge to Fight a lot, like like at least a little bit of every day. And he's in like my main group of people that I always use, like Same here. And he's yeah. he's <laughs> it's he might not exactly have an upgrade, but he looks pretty cool, and it is a lot of fun to use him. You know why? You know why uh, they didn't give him a new form? Because he has a good form already. Right? <laughs> yeah. The only you character you can't mess with perfection. The only <laughs> character whose whose forms have actually improved in design is Cheetor. Every other, every single other one got worse with each new form. Okay, and or it was or like Rat Trap, it was just the same thing, only shinier. And then we have another question from Eric. Uh, that we actually was from last time, but uh, again, we ran out of time. So Eric Fett, the Moon Rolls, asked us, when it comes to your work week, uh, do you get more excited for your Thursdays or your Fridays? They also followed up with, I look forward to my Thursdays more personally. I like the feeling of being a day, day and a half away from my weekend. Um, um, so what we for Fridays or Thursdays? Is that the question? Sorry, I get yeah. distracted. Um, now, he's using the he's using the phrase do you prefer your Thursdays or your Fridays? I know. Meaning I got that. Yeah. Mean, <laughs> and this is a, this is a term that we millennials and people that work at Waffle House use to uh-huh. um to to because if for for the Friday being the last day before your days off and I don't know who you're explaining this to because we all know this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, but we might have listeners with traditional uh, Monday through Friday jobs or people who have consciously blocked this out of their mind because it's the most annoying thing when people say when people talk about my Friday versus my Thursday. Um, I don't agree, but whatever. <laughs> I'm saying that there are some people out there that exist that might agree with me. Okay. Well, I prefer my Friday because what the fuck? I don't want to be working at all. So <laughs> I, I don't, I, as close as I am to my weekend, the better. Uh, I was going to say that at the moment where I am, like, I really don't have much of a sense of time, so it doesn't kind of matter. So Days just sort of... Days are just days are kind of, yeah, for me at the moment. Well, yeah, I'm I'm not employed right now, sadly. I'm looking for work. So every day is my Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah, Um, there's another question now. Can I answer the question now that I was an asshole about it? Okay. Thought you did. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I just said asshole things. Um, okay. <laughs> so, yep. uh, so there have been times in my life when I would, uh, when I would, I would enjoy the Thursday, the literal Thursday or the figurative Thursday, uh, because I could, like, the idea was I'd go like Monday sucks because blah blah blah, and then like Tuesday or Wednesday would be like my. I'm going to overdo it, my one night of the week, happy hour, middle of the week, break things up. And then Thursday would be, I can do whatever because I'm just going to half-ass it tomorrow on Friday anyway. I just have to get through <laughs> one more day kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, Friday – and then by Fridays, I because I overdid it on Thursday, Fridays I'd be too tired to, to really enjoy it. Um, yeah. These days I we used- record War and Beast on my figurative Thursday. Uh and also, I, I actually don't mind the my Thursday, my Friday thing now that I work a job where I have a steady schedule. I thought it was a little bit ridiculous when, like, I would never have two days in a row off and never have the same two days off in a week that people were talking about my Thursday, my Friday, because it's mm-hmm. like most of your days are your Friday. 
because you call yeah. off. So you're, you were just resentful, is what you're saying? Yeah. Well, no, well, yeah. I mean, mm. but also I just thought it was it wasn't an, <laughs> it wasn't an apt description. Just say like you know I just needed I got to work one more one more day. Like it, it didn't. I didn't think it. It works a lot better when you have a consistent schedule. Uh, <laughs> the 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 metaphor or whatever. But uh, like the yeah. So so these days I uh, all it does. Uh, the last day of the week is the most stressful and the most tired for me. Uh, but man, when I get out, I'm doing whatever the hell I want. And I am like at a point in my life where not that I have like m- lots of money, but I have very few responsibilities. So <laughs> my days off are awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and just, and not having to worry about waking up the next day and all that stuff, uh, is very nice. Um, and Tuesdays can be a pretty long day for me, so uh, which is Tuesdays or my Fridays. So like the so the I'm gonna overdo it on my Thursday night and just tough it out for one more day uh, doesn't doesn't work as well because Tuesdays are one of the busiest days that we have of work at work. Mm. I used to have a friend who, or I have a friend who used to basically like would overdo it at least one day of the week. Like basically, he just but then. He basically spent so much drinking that he fell down some stairs and had to go to the hospital to get some stitches. And in the course of the night that he was getting stitches, he tried to escape three times. So after that, they uh, he basically was like, you know, maybe I shouldn't drink that much on on, on one day a week. But yeah, like he literally tried to escape like three times. Like they put him back in the bed and he's like, "Sir, you need to stay here." And it's like, "I was only just leaving." He's like, "Sir, this is the third time you tried this. Just, just stay here." Uh, so we do have one more comment uh, that I just thought would be interesting to bring up because I had some things to say as yeah. well. Is from uh, someone on uh, on uh, Twitter. Uh, we got from someone called Frankie at Frankie Extra. Yeah. Uh, and they're saying, I remember owning this toy and losing pieces of it. The toy, of course, referring to um, Transmetal oh, 2 Transmetal 2 Cheater. Yeah. And the reason I thought this would be fun to comment is because I remember the one of the things that was kind of interesting about the Beast War toys was that not a lot of times did they have extraneous weapons. Like, some of the more busy deluxe ones kind of did. Yeah. But, like... Well, yeah, we were just kind of talking about that. Where, like, yeah. Uh, like, like I was saying, like, how I had Dinobot 2 and his tail could do, you know, do that things and stuff like that, but that was still part of him. Like, it it wasn't uh, something like... it, And it was detachable, but it was still, like, more like a part of him. Like, it wasn't a weapon that came off or like can move around or get lost. Like a lot of, uh, I remember a lot of G1 transformer toys had a lot of gun pieces that, and stuff like that, that you could, that you basically set aside when it was in robot mode. And I get, and I, it just seems like, uh, as they like made more and more, they, they seem to have worked the idea of somehow making the weapons be somehow part of the transformation or part of the vehicle motor or whatever, so that you basically keep everything together, which... So, I, I've got thoughts on this, uh, because uh, I did lose pieces to lots of my Transformers, or to, I mean, to my Beast Wars. Uh, and, um, did I lose you guys? You guys are silent. Yeah, you just... Um, you, I lost oh, you for a little bit. For a second. Okay, yeah, well... I wasn't sure. I, I'm in the recording, so that's all that matters. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, what I was saying is, I did, uh, I did, I did lose pieces to my, um, to my Beast Wars because I, uh, 
enjoyed uh, doing battle damage things. Like, I would have them get shot and their arm would come off. Uh, and then I would lose the arm. And, and uh, yeah, so, like, my my original Rhinox, I lost, like... It's, it's only missing, like, a couple of pieces, but, like, they're super... It's super stressful Aww. whenever I see that. So, I think my parents got rid of that. Uh, I did rescue my Optimus, uh, and um, he's... I have him on my shelf, even though he's missing... Uh, his head, uh, the uh, monkey head, but I did just buy one on eBay, a monkey head. So I'm excited for that. Uh, <laughs> and it's missing some other pieces too, uh, but fortunately um, Optimus is a like a popular enough toy that there actually are people who sell just the just the monkey head or just the little, there's like a little thing that's like where that covers up where his missile launcher is, uh, that's like an extra piece of plastic that I don't have, uh, because I would I would pull those off when I was miming that he was uh, jetpacking. I would pull those off and rubber band it down. Um, mm. But I did notice um, with at least some of the the later designs of the Beast Wars, uh, rather than like like uh, the Cheetor Transmetal toy, literally did not have any detachable pieces. Like it was it was all. What detail like intentional or unintentional? Like I mean, like uh, it didn't have like the ball joint arms that you could pop off. Like it sort of all was one thing, and so so then you don't lose the pieces. Mm. But I guess mm-hmm. they I guess they did the opposite for the I guess they went back <laughs> on the design for well, the Transmetal too. Well, you know, it might be odd that like some. It seems like the deluxe toys seemed more like that. But I'm trying to remember which Beast War toys I had. I know I had. Um, I had the I had sil- the silver ball fuser, and he only had the the missiles and lance things that he in his wingtips that were losable. So I guess I was just very careful with th- with it. Like I didn't like shoot him like somewhere and then either not pick him up immediately or s- got him down a vent or something. Uh, and the other one that I had was uh, transmetal to Dinobot two, and other than his tail that could be like detachable, which you if you. Like in the show, he even in robot form he still has his tail. Like you don't really have to detach it unless you, like personally wanted to have him swing the tail around as like a club. So I guess it really depends on what which ones they did. It was it sounds like a lot of the deluxe ones had the chances of losing pieces though. Mm. Yeah, weird. Right. I guess because this the 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 the, uh, lower tier. MSRP MSRP ones were 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 I guess less detailed and thus like less moving and changeable parts. That's true. None of my McDonald's toy ones lost any parts. Ah, <laughs> uh, good old. I, I would always lose like guns or like the projectiles they shoot. Yeah, I would always. Lose it was mainly the things. guns for me too. I'm I'm I, I just want to point this out. Uh, if anyone ever visits the TF Wiki, uh, look up under three or unit three. It is a it's like uh, basically the rubber ducky thing. It's just one of the weirdest things that you'll ever see that just became a a thing in Transformers. Like even it's like an actual thing in comics and stuff now. Mm. It's called Under Three because it's based off the old McDonald's toys for kids under three. Gotcha. <laughs> I figured. So yeah, there's the questions and comments for this episode. Yep, <laughs> you sound very tired, Greg. I'm a little tired. I am very tired as well. Yeah. I barely was staying awake there. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
we're almost at the end. Uh, what does everybody have to plug this week? Um, I'm going to plug Jesse Cooper's uh, podcast again, especially since it sounds like uh, one of uh, Kendall's going to be on one soon. Mm. Yep. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, also, Darren Husted's uh, Prince Track by Track is track is going on, and I think next month he's going to be starting the uh, the next season, which is you know the Netflix season of Arrested Development for the rewatch uh, episode by episode uh, podcast he does. So that's something to keep an eye out for. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. And how about you? Well, you can catch my art on dnjshare.tumbo.com at This Is Emerald, so my Twitter, and This Is Emerald, my Instagram, as well as This Is Emerald, my YouTube for my gameplay uh, videos. And um, what I did this week was I drew me and my boyfriend Mike's Final Fantasy XIV characters, because I'm ridiculous. <laughs> Very cute. Kendall, yes. how about you? Uh, you can find everything I do at kendallcast.ninja. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at khalman, K-H-A-L-M-A-N. And I want to throw out, uh, everybody should listen to the most recent episode of Inside the Master Studio, uh, featuring my friend Brian, who is developing a, uh, uh, RPG-ish thing, uh, called Survive the Night, uh, which is a <laughs> horror-themed, uh, role-playing game that, uh, the DM is actively trying to kill the players. <laughs> it's. It sounds like we might do a test play of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely. We are. Yeah, there's definitely. If there's enough audio it. entry people that want to do yeah. it. Um, oh, I missed that. I mean, it's, yeah, this it's, hasn't happened yet, Jordan. Like it's okay. time. Yeah, it was just mentioned today, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'll pass on it because that, that sounds like the kind of thing that would stress me out. But I'd love to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to be involved. <laughs> I I had a friend who basically did it. A, a D basically a D and D thing where everyone made up character sheets of each other and then we had and then then we had to play those characters that's cute uh and it was like a a, an apocalypse situation where like basically it was like you know last man standing kind Mm -hmm. of horror movie kind of thing yeah (laughs) and my buddy brian is a legit like writes the writing thing he has he spends a lot of time writing he wrote a novel and all this stuff so uh he uh he he's his scenarios are legitimately frightening. Um, I I didn't I've not played the actual like survive the night, but I played an earlier version of his Halloween game, which is what sort of eventually turned into this. Uh, and it it was like the o- it's the only time I've ever been uh, it's legitimately scared during a D and D game, and it wasn't like like it wasn't like. It wasn't like scared that my character is gonna die, or or whatever. It was just like he. It was this creepy thing with these like footprints were following us, and it was, and like it got to the point that like one of the players who is usually like a min max power gamer type player, like he like started doing things that were completely irrational because he was so freaked out. It was, yeah. It's it's it was a cool experience. So as you were stepping, that you heard an extra step. <laughs> it was like there were like footprints that were like following us, and then not following us. I can't remember exactly what happened, <laughs> but it was scary. I mean, he write he literally like you know how you know how when you um when you read Lord of the Rings books, there's like the songs that you don't read because they're so extraneous. Yeah. yeah. 
Brian writes those in his D and D campaigns. Oh God. <laughs> Brian sounds like a cool guy. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. He is a cool guy. He is a cool guy. Yeah. Um. As always, feel free to check us out on AudioEntropy.com. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, we actually had a second iTunes review that came out just a few days ago, and they gave us five oh. stars. So thank you Yay. very much. Yay. 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 The person that I uh, just said it, that uh, that we're awesome, or that it's an Aww. awesome show. Well, so, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, we we appreciate the reviews. Uh, I did post a small cutting because I said last week that I would try and post something, so I posted a small video of me cutting a cucumber in class. I'm probably going to yeah. be doing more of that this week, so <laughs> I might have some more stuff to share this week. We'll see. Um, I enjoy it. And of course, anytime if anybody wants to interact with us on Twitter or uh, send us an email, uh, you can reach us at Twitter at Warren Beast Podcast or at Warren Beast. Uh, email is Warren Beast Podcast at gmail.com. It's been a while since I sent that, I think. And then, of course, uh, we are on Facebook. So if you want to join us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash groups slash Warren Beast Podcast. I'm going to I'm going to read the review. Or at least the, I only see one review on here, but it says from July 4th, great show by Cure V. I love this show and that they always answer my idiotic questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one, I think it, it just came out a couple of days ago, so maybe it hasn't refreshed on iTunes yet. Could be. But, uh, but I did get an email mentioning that there was a review, so, so yeah. Another five-star review, so thank you very much, listener. Yeah, and if you want to support us, it always helps just to give us those reviews. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Another week, another episode down. We are almost to the halfway point. Wow. Insane. (laughs) It's getting close. But, yeah, for War and Beast, I have been Greg. I have been Emily. I have been Jordan. When it's time to change, then it's time to change. <laughs> I'm Kendall. <laughs> Let's roll, folks. Cry about your perceived damage done to your favorite stories about fictional robots as you purchase an extravagant plastic trinket, essentially uh, assembled desperately by a half-star third-world slave. There is nothing awaiting either of you or either uh, after death. The cruel injustice is all there is and all there ever will be. When you well, well, oh, shit, what, got dirt. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs>
For every boy's a man inside A girl's a woman too And if you want to reach your destiny Here's what you've got to do When it's time to change Then it's time Night to puberty. change You're looking at something. Teach me to pull the plug on Meg's machinery, huh? <laughs> Don't let it go to your processor, Blondie. I'm just saying that a trans-metal Peabody doesn't look too bad. Huh? Like I care what it looks like. It transpreads, okay? That's a